0: Welcome to this message from Port Life Church. Our goal is to bring life to the Port community and beyond. And our hope is that this message will inspire and encourage you
1: today. Good morning. First of all, I just want to say I totally concur with what Kev just had to say. And again, I want to also thank the previous Seaview Eldership and the obvious um, current Seaview congregation for their trust in us. And um, And again, also the people from here that left here to go and join Seaview, many of which, as Kev said, still make that trip every week. Um, Good on you. Um, I think it's an amazing thing that you guys have done. And just looking at what's happened in the last three years, it's incredible how much you guys are already getting involved um, in that community down there, really making a difference. And... As I can see just driving past, I can imagine that, yeah, it would have heads turning now and it's not about having beautiful buildings, but it's about making people realise there's life, there's something going on there and if that's what it takes to draw people in, then surely that's worth it. All right, this morning, I'm hoping there's going to be good news. Now, a few weeks ago, my wife um, took her GDH, GHD, what is that thing? You use it on your hair. What is it? GHD. And she was putting it in the drawer of the bathroom and she had half of it in, half of it out, and she's like slams the door shut and it breaks, right? I only bought it for her maybe, I don't know, 12 months ago. It's about 300 bucks or something. Anyway, she she thought it would still potentially close with half of it in and half of it out, but don't ask me about that. Anyway, (laughs) then she comes to me and says, look, I've broken, I need to go and get another one. And I'm like, okay. So she says, but don't worry, I'll, I'll, I don't really need that level one. You got me gold and I only need silver or whatever it be, right? So she said, oh, I reckon I can do that for about $200. I went, sure, go on, do that. Anyway, so she comes home and says, I've got really good news. I said, really? you got really good news? Said, yeah, 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 really good news. Um, I managed to get you're not going to believe it but I went to this store and I spoke to someone they said go to that store and it's on sale and I'm like oh this is going to be so good good please tell me you got it for like $100 or something and she goes no um what happened is like I went to this other store and they had the platinum of the thing (laughs) and she said and they had it on sale for $280 and I said that's lovely but what is the good news? And I said, so far, I'm, I'm out $80 worse than I thought I was. Anyway, the thing is, I then took her old one, put it on eBay, sold it for 20 bucks. That's good news. Um, at least I managed to drop the price by 20 bucks. But anyway, what I'm getting at is, today, I'm hoping it's actually real good news that I'm gonna bring to you, <laughs> not the sort of good news that my wife sometimes brings to me. God bless her. Right. All right, here we go. First of all, I want to start with our vision. Our vision in the last 12 months as our eldership team has gone away and we have really, really prayed about this. We spent a few days together. We picked things apart. We we did a few different things that you are going to hear this morning. But first of all, I just want to start with what we, wanna, we want you guys to embrace as a vision. And I've actually can get it down in its simplistic form. I can get it down to two words. And many of you will have heard this before, but it's so important that you get this, and that is just bring life. That is so important to the vision of this church because we want you, no matter, our vision is actually bring life to our communities. But we want you, no matter where you go, whether you're in the church at Seaview or here, whether you're in your home, whether in your workplace, your school, your street or the wider community, this is why I think you need a simple vision. You need something that you can remember that no matter what situation you're in, we can outwork it. So all I really encourage us all to remember is bring life. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, is what I'm doing bringing life? Or is it bringing condemnation? Is it bringing judgment? Is it bringing offence? Is it bringing problems? I really want us to embrace that. It's really, really simple. It's good to have a simple vision. The vision is simple. Really, we encourage you, bring life. But how are we going to do this? So there are three values that I personally would love if all of our church family are living these three things out. The first of these... We are going to encourage you and you're going to hear this non-stop for the next few years. It's going to be saturation, saturation, but we would love you to know genuinely. Now, we want you to know God genuinely. We, we desire so much for you to have a genuine relationship with God. I know a lot of people that say, I, I know God and I, I, or I believe in God, but we want you to know God. We want people to have this genuine relationship with God and we want you to know people as well. So when we talk about knowing in this church, we want people to have real relationships. Now, a lot of people that come into the church here, they say to me that one of the reasons I came and stayed is because I sense that the people are real. People say this, I hear this all the time and I think it's so important and I can only encourage you to keep doing that. Keep doing what you're doing. Be real. What we mean is don't put on a Sunday pretending everything's okay and that's the me for Sunday and I've got my life together and, you know, everything with my relationship with God is good and, and everything's okay. But on Monday to Saturday, be the complete opposite. We want you to be real. We need people to be vulnerable. We need, if you, if you open up your life and you say, look, I'm struggling with this or can I get help with this? At least others know where you're at and they can meet you there. And they can be part of your life. We want people to be part of people's lives. You can't do that if a person's being fake. So I, I am not necessarily saying that we are fake. I'm saying keep doing what we're doing. Let's be real. And so the little lingo we've got with this, I want you to remember, is just to keep it real. With your, when it comes to knowing people and knowing God, keep it real. Number two. The second value we want our church to live out is to love radically. You know, I think that Jesus was the ultimate example of that. He loved radically. I mean, who in their right mind gives up their life for people that are persecuting them? Only someone that's choosing to love radically. And in the same way, we want to encourage our church family to love others radically. You know, when somebody offends you, rather than get offended, how about bless them? To me, that's loving radically. When someone does something that they don't deserve any good treatment from you, forgive them, bless them. It's radical love. Can you imagine a church full of people that are taking that attitude no matter what people do to them? It changes it, it changes everything. And even even sometimes people don't realise how bad it is for them that they're being offended at you, but your response can actually help them out. It really can. And so what we want you to do, the lingo we're going to put with this, that you're going to see these words around, is make them wonder. The way that you treat other people. We want to treat people in a way that makes them wonder. Why? Why are you doing that? Why are you, like I would expect you'd be angry at me why are you being nice to me? I would expect that you would be getting stuck into me or why are you doing this for me? And it's not always those who've just done the wrong thing by us. It's just doing, being a blessing to strangers. Again, it's make them wonder. Well, you know, I'm part of a local church. That's what we do. We like to bless people. Like, like we do in both canvases at Christmas with Christmas baskets. Just make them wonder. And thirdly, would love it as a value of the church that we have a church full of people that serve passionately. And the lingo for this, the words to go with this is be the difference. Be the difference that can change a person's life. You know, I, I spoke a, a sermon a few weeks ago and we talked about the fact of how the great evangelist Billy Graham came to know God and it was because one of the key things was the way that an usher treated him when he was about to leave and that usher went and ran out of the tent at this meeting and brought him back in and found a seat for him. And he said that led him that night, he was in, he heard the person speaking and he went down the front and committed his life to Jesus. It's not, necess- it's not the people on stage that make the difference, it's people everywhere that make the difference. You just need to serve passionately. If you do what you do for God, He'll do the rest. So we really want to encourage people, serve passionately. So you got those three things. So in Genesis 9, after the flood, God said to Noah, now this is from the uh, New Living Translation, but it says here, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth. That's in verse 1. In verse 2, Sorry, going on to Genesis 11 and in verse 2 it says, as the people migrated to the east, they found a plain in the land of Babylonia and settled there. Then in verse 4, then they said, come, let's build a great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches into the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. Now, many of you know this this, uh, story from Genesis and if you don't know, you know, the people basically were being disobedient. God had told them to spread over the world and instead, they decided to build something that would prevent them from being scattered, that they could all be together, hence um, the Tower of Babel. Port life started in 1956. It was a little home group in Kilkenny, I think, by memory. And from there, it grew into a church. It moved a few places over the years. It's been here since 1990. But for 64 years... The primary focus of this campus here was ministering to the port community. And our vision for the last 13 years has been this, bringing life to the port community and beyond. There is a beyond. Um, One thing this church has always done for many, many decades has been great on overseas mission. Over the decades, they have ministered into communities such as India, the Philippines, and for the last 11 years, Myanmar. And we'll continue to do so. It's important that I believe that as a church in the Western world, we should be investing money and effort into um, developing countries. And so we will continue to do that. But we were still mainly focused on the port. And then out of the blue, in 2019, one day Pastor Conkeros at Seaview asked to catch up with me. And he offered to buy me lunch. So I knew he was up to something. (laughs) He was looking for someone to pastor the Seaview church. And after meeting a few times and reflecting and thinking things through and praying, both the Seaview and Portlife elderships felt it was right that Seaview become part of Portlife. Now, Seaview had gone through some tough times and it needed some support and it was looking for new leadership. And so we sent, as Kev said earlier, Kevin Hall and four families down there to be part of that congregation in 2020. And as we look back now, as you heard from Kev this morning and saw what's going on there, we can see that um, there's been some amazing things happening. And I can see that God's timing was perfect. You know, they leave in Feb 2020 and by March 2020, everything's in lockdown just before all churches would be hit with the most incredibly challenging of times. And I just wonder if the plan had been for Kev and the team to go there and say, April, I wonder what would have happened. Would it still have gone ahead? I don't know. But I know that God knew what needed to happen. God knew the timing. And I believe that this therefore was a God thing, that our congregations were meant to come together. And as you've heard today, there's some exciting things happening there and no doubt this year more exciting things to come and this relationship with Seaview was just as important for the people here now we are not babel i don't believe that this church has been disobeying god don't get me wrong with this it's not i don't believe that the church has not been doing what god has called this church to do and this church is very blessed we're going through exciting times here there's lots of new people there's lots of cultures I remember a time when, if there was someone that wasn't white walked into the room, everyone was sort of shocked. Not in a bad way, but the fact is now we have people from all different cultures, and I love that. People of all ages, all backgrounds. I love the connections that are taking place. I love the community feel. You could even sense it this morning. And I love, as I said before, the realness of the people here. But my question is this where's it all leading? If we just continue to do what we're doing here and just grow in size and solely focus on building the church here and if Seaview just continues to focus on doing what it's doing there, where's it all leading? A lot, of things will good, uh, a lot of good things will probably take place. Many lives will be changed. The church will get bigger. It'll start to have growing pain issues and the more it'll be able to be a blessing to the local community. I get that. But here's the danger. If we solely focus on our campus, if we focus, the danger is this, if we focus on trying to make, in our case, Port Adelaide, just bigger and bigger, we risk developing an empire mindset where we end up building our kingdom rather than God's kingdom. And I can't help but think about what Jesus said. Listen to this from each of the Gospels Matthew, therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Mark, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. In Luke, repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations. And in John, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And in Acts, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria. And to the ends of the earth. When I read all of those sort of passages, it's been stirring me a little, I've got to say. And I can't help but think that we shouldn't just be thinking of ourselves in our where we are. I actually feel we need to be looking to reach more people. And so I think we need to be thinking bigger. You know, Port Life has faithfully been God's witness in Jerusalem, Port Adelaide. And it's faithfully been God's witness in um, uh, Samaria, Myanmar, if you like. But what about Judea? Other communities outside of our area. What have we done in 67 years? As an eldership board, we went away last year, as I said, And I asked every person in the room. There was 15 people there. And I asked them all to go away just for 30 minutes. I said, I want you to spend time on your own. I want you to pray and I want you to write down what you see port life looking like in 10 years' time. I gave them no hints. I gave them no, this is what I'm thinking you should be thinking. I want you to go away half an hour. Tell me what you're thinking. It was a really, it's a really, um, Painful thing to do. I don't know if you ever try to spend half an hour on your own. It's not easy. You start looking at the walls after a while, but eventually if you push through, God starts to talk to you. Funny that. And amazingly, everybody came back with a similar thing on their heart. 15 people. We do not aspire. I'm just going to give you a very brief summary of what that was. We do not aspire to be a megachurch. Hallelujah. Because you know what I mean by that? A church where its whole purpose is just to try and make it bigger and bigger and bigger. We don't want to be that. We love the family-friendly atmosphere and I hope you do. We love the community that you get um, when you have a certain size congregation. But at the same time, at the same time, we deeply desire to reach more people for Jesus. Here lies the problem. The more people they reach, the more people you get, right? So this led to a huge shift in our thinking. And the result is that we sense that God is calling us as a church, and when I say us, I mean Port Adelaide and Seaview when I say us. We sense that God is calling us to something new. And so our new strategic goal for Port Life is this, that you're about to see on the screen to be a church of four family-friendly campuses by our 75th anniversary in 2031. Now, I don't mind that some of you are taking a deep breath and not as excited as Nick. I'm okay with that, because immediately some people are thinking through this. What does this mean? What are the ramifications? Does this mean work? <laughs> Does this mean money? What is all, what is, what is, it's okay. I'm all right with you, just, it took us a long time to think this through as well. And we've had months' head start, right? So I just want you to start to process this. But we're going to become a church that has four family friendly campuses across Adelaide. It's lovely that the moment we have people that are willing to drive 45 or 50 minutes to come here because they love the atmosphere they love the connection of this place, but how good would it be if they only had to go five minutes and they could do the same thing in their own community and not have to come to someone else's community to do, to live. I'm so, I'm a big fan of doing life and church in the same community. I don't know if you're a fan of that. But I understand that for some people, they've really felt like this is home to them and they've wanted to come, they've been prepared to make the journey and some will continue to do that. And I'm okay with that. If you wanna make the travel to here in the future because you've always felt this is where you're meant to be, I'm totally fine with that. But I sense that there'll be people that are really passionate about doing it in their community. So we'll be open to adopting existing churches churches in the future, if they're a fit, but we're not actually going to sit back and go, well, let's hope that some churches come along and we get opportunities where we think it might work. We are actually going to be proactively preparing to start new churches where we see God leading us to. And so this is what's going to happen. In 23 to 2025, we're going to start to prepare for expansion. So what we're going to be doing is setting up effective discipleship and leadership pathways, we're going to be creating a church planting levy for the campuses. This is not money that comes out of your pocket, this is money that comes out of the church offering. So the church gets its offering from the people that give to the church and from that we will put aside two percent of that into a new fund that will be for church planting. Right, you can give if you if you've got extra money. You go. I don't know what to do with money. Sure, you can do that. Right? Okay. (laughs) Not going to stop you. Like you know, we're not religious, but the point is, I'm not asking you for more money. I'm saying we are going to take money that's already coming in, and we're going to put aside two percent for the first three years. That'll, based on last year's offering, would be about thirty-two thousand dollars. We'll, in this next three year period, also identify and appoint a leader for the third campus and we will identify the location of where the third campus will be. From 26 to 28, we will identify and train a team of 20 to 30 people that will go to this third campus. We'll also obtain the site for the third campus and we will start that campus somewhere in that period and we'll increase the levy to 4%. So I will have to do better at budgeting because we'll be putting away another 64000 from 26 to 28. We'll identify and appoint a leader for the fourth campus in that period, as well as the location for the fourth. And in the final three-year period, we will increase that levy again to 6%, where it will remain indefinitely for until they sack me from here. And so what I'm saying is that we will forever put away 6% of the offering to future church plants. Wherever that will be, I don't know. But what we're saying is we're putting our money where our mouth is and we're saying we're going to make sure that this church does become a church that looks to reach more people in more communities. We're not going to be irresponsible and put a church 300 metres from another church we're not going to do those sort of things. We're going to be looking for places where we go, you know what? There is no Pentecostal church in that area. There's, there's nothing that fits the type. We're not, we're not wanting to take people away from other churches. We don't want to compete with other churches. But we want to have an opportunity to have the flavour, the culture that we have of church in an area that doesn't have that. So we will be respectful. We, will, we are not, yes, the way that we, is so important that we do this right. Well, again, in that period, identify and train a team for the fourth campus, identify the site and start that campus before 2031, our 75th anniversary as a church. How does this impact you and me? What does this mean? Well, first of all, I'll say this. If if God's in on it, it will happen. It doesn't matter whether you like it or not. If God's in on it, it's going to happen. But I also believe that God loves it when we step out in faith and make things happen. And so I actually think that we need God to be in on it and we need us to be in on it. So we're going to be implementing a new discipleship program. This year, you're starting to see just a little taste of this with breakout, but in future years, it's going to be far more far more strategically poised there and we're going to have specific leadership pathways. It's so important, we need it because we have to train teams, leaders, we need future pastors. If we're going to have four campuses and we don't want to be bringing people from outside, we need people to be trained within, growing up in our culture and with our values and then looking to instil that in other communities. What I think that means is that there's huge opportunities for people. There's huge opportunities that are going to be created through this um, in all areas of ministry because you send out a team and all of a sudden other people have to rise up and fill the positions of the people that are leaving. Um, And if you send a team of 20 or 30, it's probably a lot more than that because you've also got the people that might live in those areas wanting to now go to that church in that area. It could be talking 50, 60, 70 people um, leaving you each time We start that new campus. We're going to need a lot of resources. We're going to need funding, prayer, and a lot of God's guidance. But I truly believe that this is an exciting time to be part of Port Life. I get really excited about the fact that we're not just trying to build up our own little piece of the world. Do you get what I mean by that? It's great. It's great to minister in Port Adelaide. It's great to minister in Seaview. But there's something super special about also not just being focused on self. And I think we can take that to another level here by going into other communities. You know, even if you're going to stay at Port Adelaide and Seaview, and we wouldn't, we wouldn't expect anybody to go if they don't wanna go, we wouldn't want them to join another. We wouldn't want people to be part of an adventure if they don't wanna be part of the adventure, obviously. But um, even if you're staying and you're focusing on your ministry in the local church, I still think that's great. You're, You're helping others to be able to step up and be part of those other things. And you're freeing others to go beyond the local community. And as I said, as some of us go, as some people will move on, It creates opportunities for others staying to step up. The vision here, I hope you can see the vision. The vision is to reach more people for Jesus. That's the vision here. It's more people we can reach for Jesus than we ever could if we simply just stayed comfortable in our own location. So where do we start? Well, I think it starts next week. I'm going to be going through what we will be doing here in Port Adelaide and Kev's down at Seaview is gonna be going through what is gonna be doing this year. We're gonna be doing some things the same, we're gonna be doing some things different, but both campuses are in this together. And the reason is we have the same vision, we have the same values and we have the same goal. We will know genuinely, we will be preaching this to our people, that we want you to know God and to know other people genuinely. We want you to keep it real. Have Make real relationships, authentic relationships. You can't beat it. God loves an authentic relationship with you and people love authentic relationships with you. We will be encouraging people to love radically. Make people wonder why you're doing what you're doing. If people are wondering, you're doing something right. If people are expecting it, why? We want to... It, people should be wondering, why are you doing this for me? And we want people to serve enthusiastically. You don't serve Kevin Hall. You don't serve Josh Poyser. You serve God. I, I've always felt that. Like I, I, When it's come to serving, I've never served a pastor. I've always wanted to serve God. And I hope that's the heart that comes through of you guys as well. Be the difference. Be that difference that changes a person's life that sees them come to know Jesus. You know, if we do these things, we will bring life to our community. If we are genuinely knowing people, if we're radically loving them and if we're passionately serving them, how can it not make a difference in their life? How can it not bring change? How can it not bring life? And as more people are added to the kingdom, we can send more people and we'll achieve that end goal. More people coming to know Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We'll do something now that I think is really important. I think it's really important that we actually put this to prayer. And you know, we've got some, we've got a lot of people that are leading a lot of things over the two campuses, and we want to start this with prayer this morning. So, first of all, I'm going to ask some people to come on stage. I'm going to clear some space. First of all, can I ask the staff, first of all, of Seaview to come up because people here know the staff of Port Life, I think, but certainly not at Seaview. And Kev did say he was going to bring them up anyway. So first of all, the the three from Seaview, if they could come up. So we've got Dee walking up here now and Luke. I've never... Can I just do something, though? Can I just give you that for a sec, Kev? Because I've never met Dee. Hello, Dee. How are you going? Nice to meet you. Um, Dee and I have never crossed paths, but I've heard a lot about her, but we've never actually met. So there you go. I know Luke. And um, so this is is the the staff at Seaview. But I also want to bring up some other people. Can I bring up all the eldership of the church, husbands and wives, if they can make their way up here now as well, as well as... Well, first of all, we'll bring them up. I think it's probably good. We'll do it one at a time so people know who these people are that are coming up, right? So we'll bring up all the eldership now. I've been reassured that this stage can cope with the weight, but we'll see. So I've got... If I forget a name now, it's going to be very embarrassing, you know. But I've got Jake and Jules here, I've got Andre and Vanessa. We've already mentioned these guys. Joel, you're late. Um, <laughs> Joel Vortman over here. Got Kevin and Alex here. Pete Rainbow here. Nick and Kirsty here, and Ian and Belinda. I think I think we're only missing Naomi, are we? She's she, Naomi's somewhere. Cool. Oh, she's coming. She's. Can also ask up to the stage, this is the Seaview leadership team, Dave and Kerry, Tim and Katie, John, Amy and Zane, if they want to make their way to the stage as well. Now you guys can go in front, it doesn't really matter how we do this. And then I want to get the Port Adelaide Campus leadership department leaders now, Pete Coleman, Pete and Amy Rogers, Becky Tholborn, Daniel Jackis, Max Ford and Jason Vandenberg, if they could make their way up. That would also be great. And last but not least, um, the college executive. Oh, sorry, we'll get the staff up too. Can I get the college executive though? So I've got our principal here, Dr Sue Starling, making her way up. And I've got... Dr. Adam Davis over here. We've got you guys want to come in as well. That's great. I don't think Luke Luke must not be here today or Shay, I don't know if they're here. And then finally can I get the staff of the campus here at Port Adelaide to come up on stage? You know, I really, wanted, I really wanted them all here. And can you believe it? The only one that's piked on me is my wife. Where is she? She's probably gone to help out there, I'm, I'm guessing. So <laughs> you wouldn't have heard that, that someone just said she's probably using a hairdryer. So it was a hair straightener, I believe. I've made that mistake and I paid for that. So, okay. <laughs> and finally, what I want to do is can I also now... I thought it would be so good if we had the previous senior ministers of here in Seaview to come up and pray for this whole team for the next three years ahead. So I'd now like to invite to the stage Pastor Con Keros. And Annie, would you like to come as well? And also John and Jackie Poyser, wherever they are, are they're over here as well. So if you guys can come to the stage. And I've asked these guys to pray over the leadership team because... There's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot that this, these two campuses are gonna be attempting, and this is only the start of it this week. There's a lot more next week, but I thought, how good would it be to have the covering of these guys that have led it for, for many, many years uh, to pray for us? So do you guys wanna, are you happy to do that? And? Yeah, sure. Age before beauty, John. <laughs> <laughs> you <guys> wanna, you <laughs>
0: he hasn't changed a bit. <laughs> There we go, age before beauty. <laughs> I'm just going to spend one minute and just um, say this to the congregation. I believe the Lord um, spoke to my heart this morning and it was through like a, a story of a pastor who was um, had gone home, he'd had a hard day at work, he'd, he'd gone home and he had been building a door, putting a door in his house. And after he'd finished, he stood back and he was looking at this door and he was totally transfixed. And his wife said, what are you doing? And she had to ask him two or three times because he was totally transfixed on this door. And he said, it's done. It's done. He says, it's one of the first things in my whole ministry life that I can look at and say it's done and I want us guys to appreciate today, all of us, that in ministry your work is never done, there's never a time when you can go home and say it's done because you just know that tomorrow brings another thing and that brings another thing and so as a, as a congregation I'm, I'm asking you all to commit yourselves to prayer to our leadership team because their work is never done. Through the highs and the lows, the times of frustration, um, the good times and the bad, the work is never finished. It's never done. And it's one of the few occupations in the world where people can actually genuinely say my work is never done. It's never finished. So Lord, I just bring this group of people to you today. Let's just reach out our hands to them. Lord, I bring them to you today and, um, and appreciate so much their heart and their determination to continue to push through in times where times are great and where times are bad. And Lord, with all the vision that has been put to us today, Lord, what an exciting thing that is. And it's proof of the fact that the work is never done. Constantly looking forward. And so, Lord, we just pray for each one of them today that they would look forward with anticipation, that they would seek you, that at the very, very core of everything that they do, that your will be done. Through the good times and the bad. That those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will rise up on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Isaiah chapter 40. And Lord, that's our heart and our prayer for this team. As they look to you, that you would strengthen them, that you would guide them, that you would impart your will into their lives that in turn, that they could impart that will into the lives of others. And for that, we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' precious name.
2: Church, just before I pray, I just want to take a moment to just um, honour Josh and Sally and the elders here um, for releasing Kevin Alex to us. Um, They're great leaders. They have been an incredible blessing to us. I don't know where we'd be if they weren't here. Um, And I want to thank you for the faith step that you took um, in sending them to us to lead us. Uh, They're great leaders and we value them so much and appreciate them being with us. Thanks, guys. And it was a challenging time when Kev first came in and COVID hit. What incredible leadership that Kevin and Alex and the team gave us at that time when we really needed strong leadership and they were were incredible. So thank you, church, for sending them to us. We appreciate that and value that so much. So Lord, I thank you for this incredible group of people that love you, that are so committed to you, Lord, that just want to see your name and your kingdom be glorified and, Lord, who just want to see our community touched by Your presence, people drawn to You. Lord, thank You for the incredible vision You've given the elders here. It's an external vision. It's an outward-looking vision. It's always a vision that looks beyond where we are now to the future. And Lord, I thank You that You're always the God of the future and You always come to us from our future to take us where You want us to be. Lord, I pray Your rich blessing over every family, every heart, I pray that you'll give great wisdom from heaven to the leadership team, Lord. Let them just have a discernment of what is right, the timing, the location, the people. Lord, grant them a spirit of discernment as we all move forward together in your wonderful name. Let your blessing be upon us all, Father, in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thanks for listening to this message from Port Life Church. If you have any questions, please email info at portlife.org.au. Have a great day.